Hi, and welcome to Ask Yvette. And today we have a question about what is your philosophy on food and healthy eating? Hi everyone, Yvette Rose here. Guys, I'm really looking forward to today's topic. It was such a great question. And just for those of you who don't know me, I'm also the founder and the author of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a big book of 679 medical ailments. And there's a psychosomatic stress behind these ailments for adults. And yes, I absolutely also have one for kids. Guys, also remember we have weekly free masterclasses that you can register at YvetteRose.com. And then also these masterclasses are designed for you to help you to improve improve your quality of life and then we also have intuitive body workshop where I'm going to be teaching you how to read the body like a book and we also have intuitive spirit guide course where I'm going to be teaching you how to connect and meet your guides how to work with them heal with them how to work with animals and do readings with them as well and you will even establish your own little healing modality within all of this as well and then we also have the MAT level one healing course where I will be teaching you how to easily and effortlessly shift trauma in your life and you can even become a practitioner which is completely optional and remember that if you bring two friends you can come for free and we always have wonderful discounts also coming up so guys i had a really interesting and great question here and the question was i'm curious what is your philosophy on food and healthy eating um, do you eat vegan do you drink coffee do you drink alcohol what is your philosophy and your view on healthy eating and values so this is a really great question. So first of all, this has been a really long journey and quite a long path for me. It's something that took me quite a while to find a sense of peace within myself because I used to have a very destructive relationship with food just from very early age. And that's because of you know, the childhood trauma that I struggled with, especially when I was a teenager. I had anorexia and then it blew over into bulimia and the strict dieting, um, then I was, you know, extremist, then I would eat only this, and I will eat only that, and this was all me retaliating against uh, volatile emotions that I felt, my past, and also places and circumstances where I felt tremendously out of control in my life, and the one thing that I could control in my life in my childhood, and especially when I was a teenager, was my food. And so a lot of trauma and stress was actually projected onto my diet, what I chose, what I ate, what I didn't want to eat. So at the end of the day, when you look at what you eat, what you consume, what you like and what you don't like, a lot of people don't necessarily ask themselves the question, why do I really truly like this? Why do I really truly don't like that? Sometimes we just go based on what we follow, what other people do, right? We want to feel connected. We want to be able to relate to people. Sometimes people who love veganism because they all share the values and relationship to, you know, it's cruel to kill animals. They, there's health benefits for plant-based. There's, there's values within everything that we do, but it's the lack of awareness of what these values are that often can create that bit of a blur line. Because at the end of the day, we all do things for a reason. We don't just blindly follow, you know, certain patterns or habits for no reason. It's just sometimes we don't have awareness as to what those patterns are for and the, the foundation on which it starts and why we built our building blocks on top of that. So let me just kind of 
jump into this because this is quite a, a sensitive topic and one that I handle and I try at least to handle with tremendous respect and with, with a lot of care and compassion. So when it comes to being vegan and to being a carnivore, and sometimes you have people who are flexitarian, I call people flexitarians who, for example, will have, you know, they're very much connected to the vegan diet, but they will also have eggs. They will also have cheese. They will have salmon or they will have fish. So, and, and what's funny is when I ask people, well, what's the difference? They say, I don't like to eat things that can run. So, <laughs> um, which is fair enough. And at the end of the day, for me, how I see this is, especially when I was pregnant with Zaya, I, I could not stop the craving of needing to eat meat. I, I couldn't, I, there was absolutely no way for me to, to, it was so strong and the hormonal and the emotional reaction that I needed to have that because my body was so depleted in certain minerals and vitamins and nutrients that it was just screaming for this because it's like, we're developing this child and you don't have X, Y, Z, we need this now in this format. And the format comes through in cravings. And so I ate a lot of meat. I ate actually specifically, I ate a lot of lamb because there's mo lamb is the, uh, the meat that has the least hormones in it as well, or at least produced or thrown into it. And when I was eating the lamb, I could feel how my body was really aligning with that. And it was tough. You know, I would pray over my food and I would bless the animal and thank it for its journey. And I'm very connected to my food. You know, it's not something that I just use as an object and now I eat and now life goes on. I'm very present with the process of even plants, the process of how it was planted. I really feel into the existence of it and the life form of that. And the gratitude that I have for it is, is very real. It's very, it's very connected to that praying process as well. And I feel it's absolutely important to do that because even if you, if you for example, are, do eat meat, even though the meat in front of you, there was a life animal right that had a life and you can still connect to that in spirit and that is what I do I connect to that source and the connection of it and also thank and give gratitude to that as well so at the end of the day what I do is in my life there is once a week where I feel a deep need that I need to have meat I do eat meat and I love I eat salmon as well and I love eggs I'm a big big fan of eggs my my daughter Zaya she also loves eggs she won't touch meat but she loves eggs um, sometimes chicken but eggs is absolutely her favorite and so for me it is about what are your values in relationship to the meat that you're eating or the food that you're eating so let's 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 touch a little bit on the meat subject because at the end of the day I do that I do eat that but in an ideal world, I would feel a thousand times better because I do digest it with guilt sometimes. I really do. But the need that I have in my body for it is unbelievable. And I can feel how my body collapses physically in terms of its building blocks, my energy, and what I need for that as well. Now, when we come here to looking at it from that perspective, what is important to understand, and for me, what I struggle with is the way that animals are killed. That is normally why people become vegan is because of that method. And I fully agree with it. It is vile. It is absolutely vile. If I knew that an animal could be treated with respect and kindness and for you know, certain processes to be done in a way that is not painful, that is tremendous, that there's a ritual, that there's a prayer, there's a gratitude, there's comfort, there's compassion shown at that time. That changes things around drastically. But at the end of the day, it is a life form. 
right? So, and that is where a lot of people struggle with, and it, it's understandably so. But we also have history coming into play. Remember that as human body, and when we look at our ancestry, it took us almost 5,000 years just to be able to digest and connect with lettuce, right? The human body is still processing and shifting to becoming used to eating plant-based you know, substances. Because at the end of the day, the reason why plants also don't taste that great is because what you're tasting is their poison. Because that is what plants have because they don't want to be eaten, right? So our body is not used to that. And a lot of plants can actually have, people say it has an a anti-inflammatory response. Well, not really. Those poisons can actually be translated in the body as inflammatory. And this is why a lot of people who are on pure, pure, pure vegan-based diets, they can have health problems down the line. There's people, for example, who, especially people who train strenuously, um, when they reach, you know, their 40s, 50s, they're going to have a lot of problems with their spine. They're going to have a lot of problems with the neuroreceptors. They're going to have a lot of problems with the nerve receptors. And the body will actually start to have dysfunctions in terms of the messages being sent back and forth. This is now coming forward more and more and even more because a lot of people are on plant-based diets and they have a very strenuous routine that is not in alignment with the nutrition that they're getting at that time. And this is because the human body is not 100% aligned and ready for that. Now, a lot of people say, well, I'm vegan because I'm spiritual and it, it has something to do with awakening. Well, that's great. A lot of people can now have a vegan diet and be awakened, but then the body 20 years down the line physically deteriorates. Medically speaking, it physically deteriorates. So I don't know how that enlightenment is then serving the physical human body that is not designed to have a certain diet in relationship to that. So, and this, and like I said, it's a sensitive topic. A lot of people will go, oh my God, Yvette, you're this, you're that. And it's like, well, no, everyone is allowed to have their values. And that includes me. Everyone is allowed to have opinions. But I also feel that we can come together with these opinions and communicate it gracefully. Now, the biggest thing that people miss these days is when they try to talk about enlightenment and awakening and awareness is that we need to have awareness and an awakening as well to the fact that we have a physical human body that has its limitations. Right. So our consciousness, our soul can be limitless. It can be awakened. It can be it can have so many beautiful qualities. But the cellular building blocks and the structure of our body has its limitations. We cannot project an enlightened perspective on a body that is not in alignment with that quite yet. Right. So the body still has its basic needs. It has very simple and basic needs. But if we avoid or we look away from these needs because our mindset is in alignment with a spiritual belief or a spiritual value, then we can miss signals and signs of what the body actually really truly needs. So remember how long it took the body to get used to just digesting lettuce. That's kind of like where we are at right now. So, but of course, the more we introduce plant-based you know, substances to our diet, the more the body can progressively over generations become more adaptable to that but to go from one extreme to another extreme and trying to project that onto a body that doesn't really know what to do with these these dietary you know values and beliefs the body's going to go into shock there's a lot of people who's extreme vegans vegans and they they don't have their menstrual periods because the body is an absolute shock so there's a lot of good things there can be a lot of bad things but at the end of the day 
your body is your body. It's your temple. And what you choose to do with that, that is always at your liberty. That is absolutely at your, at your discretion. That is your choice. And I am not here to tell you at all what to do with it, how to live with it. And I will not accept anyone else telling me either what I can and cannot do with mine, unless you're a dietitian and I asked you for your services. Because the biggest problem that we have in society is people coming forward and projecting, right? Thinking that their values and beliefs and what, they, what is important to them suddenly has to be important for everyone else. And that's why most of us are actually really fighting. It's because of conflict and values. Now, at the end of the day, healthy eating, of course, it's important. But I've also come to learn to focus and be with what feels good to me, right? What feels good to me. So I love to fast. I love to fast. And I'll be talking about fasting in another video where someone asked about what is a great way to detox. So if you guys are interested in that, I'll be definitely be talking about fasting and the power of that as well and how I detox really effectively and fast. So when we also look at... Um, do I drink coffee? Absolutely. I drink organic barley coffee and I love it. I have one cup in the morning and I savor that cup of coffee. It's for me, not an addiction. I can, you know, progress through my day without it. Um, do I love it? It's so great. I love, I love my coffee. And so, yes, I have it once a day. Um, sometimes when I with friends as well, I might have a glass of wine or I might have a alcoholic free beer. I love alcoholic free beer. It's kind of like a fun way to socialize with people, but you're kind of like drinking with them, but you're not getting the, the woo factor. I don't like the feeling of not being fully present for me being present in my life is a gift. And people who don't see being emotionally present in their lives because maybe they have trauma associated with those emotions of being present or feeling what it is that they maybe don't want to feel. Then, of course, you know, to take something to disassociate from in that moment is a lot, it's a lot more appealing. But for me, I do value being emotionally present because you can hear people, you can see people and the message and the conversations that you're having and, and just how people's values and beliefs are coming together. I, it, for me, it's fascinating. I love to see that. I love to observe that. Of course, this is why I do, why I love what I do. It's something that is very deeply and dear to my heart as well. So this is my philosophy. These are my values. These are my beliefs. I go with what my body needs because if my body is not strong, if it doesn't have what it needs, then I can't do what I need to do. If it's not strong, if it doesn't have what it needs, then I cannot live a long, fulfilling life. I live my life every day making decisions that my future self, and when I say future self, my future self in 20, 30, 40 years will be thankful for. And that is what's very tremendously important. Your relationship with your body is the pivotal of everything else in life. Because if you don't have a good relationship with your body, you're going to miss vital signs what you need. You're not going to have good health. You're not going to have, you know, the, ha the real true internal happiness that you can have if you don't have that connection. Because that connection is the, the, the building block and the foundation that everything else is going to be built upon. And what you accept and what you don't accept and what you're going to be a vibrational match to, whether it's your career, your relationships, everything. It has a ripple effect into everything. And your immune system is the most important factor that you have in your body because if that immune system is not strong, everything in your life is going to feel wobbly. Everything else in your life is going to feel weak. So what do you need in your life to have a strong immune system? What do you need in your life to feel good and happy? Because at the end of the day, whatever it is that you consume and that you put in your body, if it doesn't have a long-term health factor connected for you and in, in terms of your opinion, not other people, in your opinion, how you feel about it, 
because at the end of the day, what is important is your mindset and your values and beliefs and how you feel in relationship to what you're consuming. So the other point also for me is, and, and I find it very frustrating. It angers me when I hear people say, oh, she's not vegan. She's not awakened yet. People completely miss the concept of what awakening even then means. Like that, that's just so far off base, right? Awakening at the end of the day in absolute short means that you have awakened to your sense of self. You have awakened to your true needs and you have set yourself absolutely free from judgment of other people and that your connection and your sense of self is so strong within you that your power stays with you. It's not in the hands of other people. That for me is true awakening. Guys, thank you so much for being here with me and thank you for this wonderful question. And until next time, be the light that you are. Thank you guys for joining me here and also remember to subscribe to our math membership website you can check out so much more there's so many free healing courses there as well go to eventrose.com see all the free master classes and events that we have coming up there's always something happening on our platform and we love to hear from you for the ask event episodes but also for the psychosomatic patterns that you would love for us to talk about especially when it comes to these books the research that's in it and there's so much to be learned and so much to be shared as well so i love your questions let us know what's on your mind let us know what you would love me to address as well life challenges this it's just it's endless guys thank you so much for being here with me today and remember to subscribe so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest videos that's coming out just for you until next time be the light that you are